and welcome to the Life Laundry Podcast. I'm Gemma. I'm Chippy. Do you like the fact that I had, we've now got visual of the apology. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> got a visual there yeah. forever. So it's, th- it's Thursday. Yeah. And it's the second week. So it's the day before Good Friday. Now on Monday, oh no, on, on Saturday, Ben and I went to the garden centre to buy some compost. Yeah, there was, we in- there was a bit of a misunderstanding, wasn't there? With your social media. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. A, made me realise a lot about myself, but also made me howl. So carry on, but please don't omit <laughs> that favourite part of the story. No. So as we were pulling into the car park space, Ben was like, oh, what's that smell? I was like, oh, yeah, it stinks. And then we got out of the car and we just saw smoke billowing out from under the bonnet. And I went, oh, it's our car. And then the panic started to set in. And then the, this man pulled up next to me in this brand new, like, Mercedes or something, got out and just went, uh. <laughs> oh, Is he still alive? Yes. Um, so then I phoned Mike and I was like, we have got a major problem, a major problem. What do I do? And then I started to panic. because so I was like, if this car blows up, this car park is heaving with people. What do I do? And he's like, down. Gemma, too many James Bonds. <laughs> Doesn't happen. Anyway, it didn't happen. So what happened was I phoned the RAC because I have RAC and it took them three hours to arrive. Luckily, we were in a garden centre, not on the side of the motorway. Ben had a pizza. I had a jacket potato. We had a look at the fish. Um, if you're going to be stuck um, somewhere, a garden centre is quite... Yeah, yeah what, I what thought did, so. What, what did you... What happened, Gemma? What did you post on your social media? So I posted a picture of me and I was windswept, but it looked like I had been crying. I hadn't. And it just said... I. Just broke down at the garden centre. Three hours. <laughs> and, I, and then I put my phone down. I didn't check it for ages. I went and toddled off with the rest of my Saturday evening. And I, I checked it a few hours later. And the amount of messages, oh, my God, are you okay? Oh, my God, what happened? Oh, my God, are you okay? And then someone said, oh, lol, at first I thought you'd had an emotional breakdown. I thought, oh, oh, shit. So then I had to, like, clarify and then so many people were like, oh, my God, pissing myself laughing. I'm following far too many psychology accounts. <laughs> yeah, well, I, it didn't even cross my mind that it was anything other than your car. My main takeaway from that was when you said, broke down for three hours at the garden centre, didn't even get any plants. And I was like, if you're getting towed home, I would have filled that tow truck. I'd been like, let's not waste this space. <laughs> but then I loved, I was like, God, how heartless am I? But also I love the fact that had it been an emotional breakdown, You'd have chosen the garden centre. It was only for three hours and then yeah. you're seemingly fine. And then you decided to take social media about it. Had a breakdown. Fine now. Garden centre, place of choice. Didn't even get any fucking plants. <laughs> um, the guy who came to rescue us from the RAC was lovely. Um, but you know how like lorry drivers have a tachometer? No. Okay, so lorry drivers or anyone who drives for a living apparently can only drive for so long legally before they have to have a break. And, mm-hmm. it, and it's actually measured on their vehicle. 
So he arrived. He said, I've just come from Croydon. My tachometer needs me to have a break for 30 minutes. Right. I was like, right. Okay, fine. Um, so I, so I, I phoned my dad. I said, I'm not waiting here. And, and we You're not waiting here while someone uh, legally has a rest and refreshes themselves. Fuck that. Do they know who I've I... already been there? I'd already been there three hours. So I said to him, look, here's my keys. I trust you to take it to... Should understand the 30-minute rule, Gemma. Were you like, I can let I you I've some things. Ages. I can clean my car in 30 minutes. I've got a tick list. So I, I gave him the keys to my car and he took it to the garage, the dealership, because it's still under warranty. And um, long story short, yesterday they still had my car and they hadn't even fucking looked at it right so that's yesterday was wednesday so that's what saturday sunday monday five days right also for context well for context i had raging pmt yesterday right so mike phoned me and said they're still not looked here i was like right give me the i want his phone number and his name right yeah (laughs) poor man i was like i'm chris his name was chris Chris, you don't I know. Said, my said, name is Gemma Bray. I said, I'm going to level with you, Chris. <laughs> I said, I've been listening to your hold music for quite a while, and it tells me how committed your company is to exemplary customer service. I've not seen any of that. I've not seen it, Chris. I was hearing, hearing it, that. but I'm not seeing it, Chris. <laughs> Actions, not words, Christopher. <laughs> anyway, um, long what would your short. mother say, Chris, to this? Um, they're scrambling to get us a replacement car. And my last words to him about half an hour ago were, now don't go getting me some sort of fiesta. We're a family of six. I need a four by four. Don't, don't mock me about, Chris. You don't want to be chauffeuring the Bray family at Easter to make up for this. Can the Lord I re- he remained so polite. He was so that polite. Is, throughout. That is exemplary customer services. Because can you imagine if the shoe was on the other foot? It's Easter weekend. You'll get your car when I've seen your car. That's what you'd say. Uh, anyway, they're going to try so and get that. you a car. They don't know what's wrong yeah. with your. Well, they haven't looked at your car, but it's not. No, they wrong. have. They they now know what's wrong. There was a worn pipe that was like okay. weeing out fluid, which was causing the smoke. <laughs> Thought for a horrible moment, I might have put like petrol in the diesel car. I know. Can you imagine if they were like, <laughs> well, we found out that actually there's a um, G shaped locket wedged in the. Oh, I don't, yeah. don't know who that could be. My well, name's funny, Emma. Everyone funny, knows Emma Bray. The funny thing is, when my dad came to pick me up from the garden centre, he did what all dads do to naturally pop the bonnet and go, oh, yeah. go oh, have a look. I'll have yeah, a like, fix. I'll just see him that. running his eyes over it. Yeah. As he leant in, he dropped his glasses into the bag and he went all the way down. Um, but one thing interestingly, the RAC man said to me was, he said, where are you? Because it's a massive garden centre, massive stayed car park. I'm like, I'm waving at you. Oh, okay. Huh? You stayed long enough to speak to him. He didn't just throw Yeah. And then I'm waving at you. And he said, what you probably don't understand is wherever I go, people wave at me oh. because I'm in the RAC. I was like, really? Celebs. Is it them that the Knights of the Road? Remember that advert in the 90s, 80s? I think it was. I'm with the AA, very loyal. 
Do you know a sweet story about the AA? Do you want to hear my sweet story? It's a personal, personal story. It's a very dodgy okay. time if it's not dodgy time of year for me, but my father died uh, a month after his birthday. And it was Easter day that he went into hospital for the last time. It's a very emotional time of day for me, a time of year for me. But when I started driving, my dad got me an AA membership, obviously. So I'd be out on the road, protected wherever I was. Uh, and all the world was protected from me. And when I <laughs> took, got my first job, when I started working in publishing, I said to him, right, I've got my health insurance and I need to take over the AA. So he was like, great, give me your card details, your bank details, and I will stop the family health insurance for you. And I will transfer your AA stuff over. Bearing in mind, this was before apps and things. This was Nokia days. And when my dad died about, so my dad died in April, my birthday's in August. I got a phone call from the AA saying we haven't been able to take payment on your card. And I was like, oh, that's weird. It's the same card. And she was like, no. And it turned out my dad had been paying the whole time and he just pretended that he'd transferred it for me to be paying it. So I was like, look at me with my job and we're paying for my AA. And in fact, he just carried on paying it. (laughs) And and like, I was 27 when he died. So like, he just for seven years carried on uh, paying my AA membership. And I only found out when he died. Sweet dad things. And I was like, oh. That's lovely. But also I did that thing. My dad just spent... I did that thing where then I phoned up the AA and went, oh, no, turns out my dad's been, I, did, I need to pay, I need to pay. How much? Oh, no, I don't. <laughs> what? I'm so glad he didn't go. Yeah. I've got, I've got, I'm going, that's going, who are you with? I like the RAC. Should have gone with the AA. The AA would have been here by now. Oh, no. no. <laughs> Last time I had to call the AA, um we had a flat that I secretly in my gut knew was a flat but was uh, ignoring it until the car just stopped um it couldn't physically go any further and it was dark and Jack was about four months or less old so I had three tiny kids in the back four two and tiny and it was dark and we were on the edge of a dual carriageway and I knew, because it was near my parents' house, that there was a ditch right next to the edge of the road. So I could only pull over so much because I didn't want to go in the ditch. But there were lorries, like, blasting past. And I called the AA and I was like, we're on the side of a... And they were like, OK, OK, they're going to be an hour. And luckily, this couple pulled up. Yeah, and I was like, I can't sit in the car and the kids are too little for us to be standing in the ditch like I don't it's completely dark this couple just pulled over and they were like they directed and pushed us to a lay-by and showed us how to change a tire and then dis and then disappeared off into the night we sent them like loads of booze and chocolate. yeah amazing Aww. like have you never changed a tire before and I was like I've got a four month old I can't Anyway, so now I can change a tyre like a badass. So next time I popped my tyre, because I just mounted a curb randomly, I just got out and changed my my own tyre, like a complete... But yeah, that was amazing. I couldn't. You could change a tyre. Every woman listening, I mean, this is not compulsory. 
Changing a tire looks really difficult. It's super easy. The most difficult thing is remembering which way the jack goes. And if you've had them professionally changed, they put it on with a thing and therefore it's really hard to get the nuts off, which usually I have no trouble with. (laughs) (laughs) Not usually. (laughs) I was going to say something then. I can't can't remember what it was. Um, (sighs) What thing can you do? What? Because I'm really proud because I can... I remember a boy saying to me once, girls are really hot. This is about 14 who can roll cigarettes and play guitar, literally went away, learn how to do both. And then I can change the tire. What is the practical Gemma Bray thing that she's really proud she can do? Um, Apart from, you know, write best-selling books and stuff like that. I'm quite good at anything that requires strength. Yeah. So like last... To be fair... You can help someone bring a, a bring an entire person into the world. That's quite practical and cool. Yes, uh, last week I planted six, five, mm. like six foot red robins. Yeah, right. And I, and it took me six hours to dig the holes big enough. And it was like Kent. It was blue clay. Our garden's clay, yeah. so it was heavy. And I borrowed everything. I did it all myself. And like, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't like. There's stuff that. I like digging out roots of, you know, like I like digging out things. That's good. (laughs) That something I miss since breaking my wrist is I used to be the person that um, I used to undo jars for Joe. You know, when you can't take the lid off something, that was my superpower. But now, rubbish. There's a little trick for that. There's a trick for that. There's loads of tricks for it. Tea towel. Um, puncture it with a knife. Yeah, knife, knife around the edge. But I'm not. So there are some things that I wish I could do, but I can't do because I'm short. And I bet you being taller, that does feel like a superpower. For example, we've been building the duck run. And Joe needed someone to put the top beams on over the, we've done all the sticky uppy ones, what are they called? Vertical mm-hmm. ones. We needed to do the top mm-hmm. horizontal tops. And, and I'm five foot two. So, I mean, I'm, at le- I'm basically like a foot too small. I was just like jumping around like a hobbit. So there are certain things where I'm like, I would be really good at that if I had stilts. But digging's not yeah. my, I'm not a, yeah. when we do get married, Gemma, you'll be in charge of digging. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be chief digger. And I'll do the tyres. Yeah. Um, yeah, I go to the supermarket a lot and regularly someone will say, can you just reach that on the top shelf? <laughs> can I just say on behalf of all the short people, we love you. Thanks for always getting the stuff off the top shelf. And um, the opposite to when I lived with one of my oldest friends, who's about your height. And are you five eleven? Yeah, she's five eleven. And Joe's six foot. And they used to put stuff I wanted on the really high shelf. 
they'd be like, oh, she really likes this glass. Let's put it on the top shelf in the kitchen so she can't get it. <laughs> so thanks for being someone who gets something off the high shelf in the supermarkets, Gemma. Always helping. Yeah. Yeah. How's your Easter holidays going? Oh, well, it's a roller coaster, isn't it? Do you always get that feeling? Because also we're on off, we're off kilter. So do you always go back on Tuesday? 25th. Oh, no, same as me. I don't know. Another week. This is their last week. Oh, no, they go that next week. Yeah. So, I mean, we're all confused. So we just had a week, had our first week. Um, Yeah. There's been incidents, Gemma. What is my least favourite thing? Vomit. What has been doing the rounds? Norovirus. A sick bug. Yeah. Yeah. So I basically completely lost my shit and uh, kept one child out and then the other child got a tummy ache and puked. And I mean, I went into a, I went into a hole bad enough that my mother requested I speak to a doctor because my hands were all crispy and it, uh, literally Joe, Joe's just booked us an anniversary weekend away and I was looking at Airbnbs and I was uh, looking at the suitability of the bathroom for if we both got norovirus. And Joe was like, I'm not sure. What did you say? What were you saying? What about your hands? Your hands are all what? Raw, crispy, crispy and raw. Had you been washing them? Washing them. Yeah, wash, 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 wash. If in doubt, I will wash my hands. Left my own devices, I will wash my hands. So that's not, it's not ideal. I'm going to have hands like an 80-year-old any minute. Um, Yeah, so Joe's like, I'm not sure when people are booking romantic weekends away, examining the bathroom for its suitability for a sick bug is everyone's number one. I was like, you'll be thanking me. So, um. Today's the first day that I feel perky and like my normal self, but it, it could also be to the fact that the doctor upped my medication. <laughs> so either or, yeah, it's working. But what was really good is, yeah. and we've spoken about it before, because when you moved, you had that annoying th- problem with the GP, didn't you, where they didn't have any room, but you'd, you'd moved out of the area of your old GP. You blanked this because you were pissed at the time. No, Mike, Mike asked me the other day, he was like, do we have a doctor's surgery? I was like, I'm, I'm sorry, do you not remember the saga and how pissed off I was? And the man from NHS England asked me, said to me, do not talk to me like that. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So what's happened then? Have you not? Well, no, so you- we all, I think we probably all know that I loved my GP in London. He was lovely. Um, yeah. I remember having a very emotional discussion with him in depth about my periods once during lockdown when I hadn't seen anyone for ages and remember <laughs> hanging up and being like, what a guy, what a guy. He just <laughs> feigned interest in my periods for half an hour. Um, so I registered everyone with the local GP, but I didn't register myself and I've just been using my London GP because it's all on the phone anyway. 
and driving up to London to get my repeat prescription, a little excessive, but fine. And then because um, I was in cloud cuckoo land with uh, emetophobia and generally um, not at a good place, my mother was like, speak to, the, speak to her now and dialed the number and forced me to do it in a way that only mothers can. And oh my god, she's you do that thing where you were not going, no, no, I don't, I no, don't want no, to. mom, don't make me I do it yeah. my own time. Stop <laughs> yeah, that I do a lot of that now. I've moved down the road from my mum. Um also hang on, okay. <laughs> Two another thing that's reminded me of. Um anyway, so she was like, I said, look, mummy, you're not very you know, I need someone who's really good on the mental health stuff. I know that you don't like that, but that's what I need. And she was like, well, I actually think this woman is probably very good. She's amazing. Amazing. She's given me two referrals. She's changed my medication. She should not change it. She just changed the milligrams, which I needed to be told to do by someone in charge rather than nancing mm. around with it myself. She's given me something to help me sleep. I literally felt a billion times better after speaking to a billion fact and I thought I always say this in my Facebook group and so I probably always say it here but if you have a GP if you have a G and I, I find it particularly for any mental health issues but also if you have I'm calling it women's issues but like heavy periods endometriosis anything like that if your GP isn't listening you can change, find a different one is what, I, what I'm really, I'm so sick. I always hear about women who are like, oh, but they just said it was really normal to have loads of heavy periods or really painful periods. Get a better GP, change. I know it's really stressful, but having the right one makes so much difference. Um, I'm just trying to put lead in the pencil of anyone who's mm. having a shit time because it just, having like been in a real, like Jim was sick once and then I put him in my bed. I put towels all right round, and then he slept in our bed. And literally anytime he sighed in the night, I was sitting bolt upright with the bucket. So I be- basically didn't sleep every, all night. I was like, <gasps> with the and poor, poor kid who was just moving in his sleep and he was fine. Um, so yeah, but also <laughs> my mum, I've moved down the hill from my mum and she likes to, she brings people over and then gives them tours of my house. <laughs> and, and it's, uh, no, really, it's not, not for me. Not for me. It's not really for me, but she's, she's very forceful. I, I always say to people, I am a diluted version of my mother. So if you imagine me with no restraint, um, she, yeah, it's because she loves my house and she's very proud of me and everything. Which is lovely, but has does she pre-warn you? Oh, uh, yeah, she'll be like, I'm, we're coming and we're going to look around your house. And I'm like, oh, but it's a mess. Uh, and she's like, no, it's fine. My dad does that with gravel. So we ordered too much gravel for our drive. And yeah. every now and again, he'll just turn up with a bucket and a shovel and just take some gravel. <laughs> I love that. You'll just hear this gravel like shuffling and like Mike's like your dad's taking some gravel. For what? Huh? For what? His drive. (laughs) 
I like the idea um, of your dad showing off his fancy new drive. Got this lovely new drive. We, we had another two incidents on our drive. No. Yeah. Not, not, not amorous. Romantic entanglement. No. So, like, whilst I was planting my red robins. <laughs> Are you I getting s- into gardening just as an excuse to be armed with a shovel at all times? No, I just love garden. I like being, I like being like full of mud. Yeah. Do you know what I really like at the moment is when you're outside and the you can hear the birds. Yeah, it's lovely. There's something about being outside, and I know you can hear birds loads, but there's something about being outside because you're doing something outside like gardening or walking the dogs or whatever, and suddenly you become really aware of the birds. Yeah, it's lovely. Well, I became suddenly very aware of three men and three dogs in the corner of our wood and that shouted Oi! <laughs> I'm gonna get you a uh megaphone so and I started running bear in mind I had been digging and why'd you have to the, run everywhere the wellies were caked in in clay so it was tricky yeah. <laughs> anyway I made it over there realized they were absolutely off their faces right yeah. And what time of day was this? Huh? What time of day was this? About 2 p.m. Oh, pub lunch? I don't know. And I was like, are you lost? No. I think you are, because this is my garden. Is it? Yes. I am warning you. This is my garden. (laughs) Mike Mike comes up. I was like, stay back to Mike. Mike's like, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Honestly, <laughs> How are they getting in? Well, so I have assessed the situation, what it is. So I might have to do a like, So what it is, is there's a, a style and a public right of way. <laughs> no, no, but I'm gonna, I will draw a diagram for the laundress. Okay, we love your diagrams. Yeah. So basically our house is on a corner. Yeah. Right. And on the co- on the corner, there's like a, a small grass verge, no pavement, small grass mm. verge, and then there's a finger post sign. Mm. So think white wood, yeah. one sign, one you know, it yeah. looks like a footpath sign, but but it's not a footpath, right? It's a road sign, and it's in completely the wrong place, right? And people see it. And wander in. But how from are, they, that are they climbing corner. over a fence? So <laughs> there isn't a fence. Well, there is, but there, but it's it's only like chicken wire. But people are still climbing over it. Essentially, yes. I'd put a sign. I'd get a sign that says, "This is not a footpath." Yeah. yeah. I think I'm just going to get a sign. I think you should get I'll... a Gemma Bray sign that says, if you're climbing over something, you're not supposed to be in there. <laughs> oh, my God, you know those cards? You know those birthday cards and things where you open it up and it says something, like you can get a Peter K one and it'll yeah. be like garlic on bread or whatever. Yeah. Oh, my God. If you, you could make a sign with a sensor on the top so that when someone climbs over it, it goes, what the fuck do you think you're doing in my garden? Or something. Yeah. It'd be the opposite. You know how on the app, 
the motivational things on the app. Yeah. A, a lovely per- perky Gemma. Yeah. Encouraging, motivating. We go to the opposite Gemma. Oh, yeah. You don't get off my land. I'm going to hit you around the head with shovel. You think you're just taking dog a walk. It's my garden. <laughs> that sort of thing. I, I go to this place and it's actually quite worrying because I don't realise what I'm saying, which is why I said to Mike, get back. Yeah. Like, because I didn't want to bring him into the problem. But then yesterday I look out the window and someone had actually driven onto my drive, driven onto my drive. We're eating the sandwiches in the car. <laughs> they parked next to my car. My dad's car that was parked there at the time because he'd lent it. To, yeah. My dad had lent me his car and I parked it. You, you, it was obviously a drive because it was next in, to shed. Paying for it in gravel. No, it was £5.40 to insure me on his car. Oh. You know, for two or three days. So we're sharing the car. Anyway, this guy just comes and parks next to it. Did you say, what did you say? You bring a nice so, lunch. I went up to the window. Yeah. And he, it was like he suddenly woke her up from his daydream and he just sort of sped out. So anyway, long what story short, Derek doing? is digging in some gate posts over the Easter weekend yeah. and we're getting this gate. <laughs> I was going to say, do you not have a gate? We did, but we had to take off so that the, like, the lorries could come in and out. Uh, when they were like... No, I'm, it's one of the first things I do in a new house is basically barricade myself in. Yeah. Partly to do with the dogs, but mostly, I pretend it's to do with the dogs and the children, but mostly it's to make it really difficult for people to get in. I don't want to see them. don't want to talk to them. No. It's a no from me. It's been quite the week, Gemma. (sighs) Hasn't it? I went to spin class today. I enjoyed it so much. Oh, God. Sometimes. (laughs) Do you know, I was feeling last week, was it last week or the week before? Could be last week, could be the week before. I remember thinking, I'm going to cancel recording the podcast because I'm feeling so shit that I just can't, I just can't do it. I think it was last Thursday. And I was like, I can't, I can't do this. And after speaking with you, Gemma Bray, probably partly because I didn't have to edit it. I was like, I feel a million dollars. Imagine if I'd, imagine if I'd cancelled it, chat with my friend, just accidentally. Being Listen, recorded I am. And then I am a tonic. I'm a tonic. You are a tonic. And I feel very grateful. And I may have sent you some sort of smushy message afterwards. You did. You did. It was so funny. I went myself. I know. This is completely out of context. Well, I know. I just uh, was over. I thought she's going to think I've been drinking. I haven't touched a drop. Um, But yeah, I was feeling so, uh, yeah, rubbish. And then I felt so much better. So that, that was very nice. That's um, nice. That's, but oh, I can't remember what we were talking about. Oh, well, I, well, when I was going today, to and you were feeling so happy. Well, I didn't haven't because so haven't because after the kids were off, I haven't been able to make it to the gym as much. So there was two or three days where I did like a home workout because I had to. Yeah, and then and then I went back to the gym, and then I I actually was seriously so close to crying with happy tears um because and then and then today when I went to spin I was so close to 
because it's amazing i've noticed that it's like i said this before it is like disco on a bike i mean like the lights are all flashing and the See, you've immediately said two words that make me want to retreat physically into myself disco, yeah, disco. and bike no and i was really into my rhythm and then for some reason the little like um screwy thing yeah. on the saddle gave way <laughs> I didn't drop. I went back that way, tried to eject me off the bike. I managed to stay on. Well, and the instructor with a little like head, like a little microphone and a pack, she goes, oh my God, are you all right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. So i get back up. Get back up. I'm loving it. Gemma, you've been here for five classes now. I think it's time you, you gave someone else a go. Do you know what though? You might know this because you do skin. Right. Why does uh, and I swear to God, right? Are you talking about bum chafing? No. Okay. I, I I said to Mike last night, I can't go and sit on the normal bikes in the gym because it's properly lit. So I can't go to do the bikes anymore on the gym floor. I can do the spin bikes in the spin studio because it's dark. Right? I can't see anyone. But oh my God, why do some people get on a bit of it and just let the sweat? pour off them it's disgusting it's honestly i thought i was gonna be sick the other day i had one man one side one man another side they were like it was just flooding off them i don't sweat and i don't know why why you don't sweat i sweat yeah like under my armpits but i don't drip I don't drip, but some people do drip. But if it makes you feel any better, which it probably won't, Jenna, but if it does make you feel any better, you've got two different kinds of sweat glands that produce okay. two different kinds of sweat. Right. You've got, oh, I can't remember the names of them, but the ones in your pits and round your groin, mm. um, the reason that it smells is that it produces a sort of bacteria and the bacteria, uh, lives on the the sweat and it is the um it's the ex excretions of the bacteria that smells so that's why your armpits smell and your groin can smell with sweat but all your other sweat glands don't smell it's literally just like losing water oh it's just real i don't know if that makes you feel any better it's not like I don't care. It just looks like it looks like their forehead is having a wee. Yeah. And and it's like they're wearing it like some badge of honor. Yeah, Yeah. they they do, but they don't ever like I I just can't I actually honestly, I know this sounds really dramatic. The other day I actually thought I was going to be sick. It was just disgusting. Yeah, it's not a good do you know what? I went to boarding school briefly, very briefly. And um, we had a canteen, we had a like a, a cafeteria. And about a week in, I was a very fussy eater. I'm still not good. I really don't like kitchens. If we go on holiday, uh, strange kitchens make me want to get. But I saw, I went in for supper and they had those cutlery dish, you know, those grey plastic. Uh, yeah. yeah. And my sister was like, it's fine. You just chip the old food off. Anyway, so I'd find it really difficult to put my hand in there in case there are old bits of food in there. Already feeling slightly sick. Think about it. But um, we had a uh, chef called Alan 
And one day I saw Alan sweat drip from Alan's face into the baked beans. And I just put my plate down and was That'll like, do it. Never, yeah. never going in there again. I, just, I, un- I understand that when people are working hard, working out or working in a hot environment, they sweat. What I don't understand is why they sort of have a sweat off. Who can sweat the most? Yeah. And I also, yes, I think the thing is we're reasonable women. And, and sometimes it's like... Well, I don't think Chris agrees. Chris might not agree with that. Oh, Chris. <laughs> she's not a... Re- somewhere across Kent, she's not a reasonable woman. She's he's not from Manchester anyway. Uh but yeah, poor Chris. The um and sometimes stuff happens. So sometimes you might have a, a runny nose and it you don't have a tissue. Sometimes you might sweat a bit and you do you know what I mean? We're not saying that bodily functions can't happen, but I know exactly what you mean when you're like you're dripping sweat. It's running off your face onto the machines that everyone yeah. uses. And you could be stopping to mop your face a bit and to dry yourself off so that other users don't have to then. And there are some people who are like, oh, look at me, I'm sweating, I'm working out so hard. I think you're just a bit jealous. I am a bit. That you I can't a- get that sweat on when you spend your life at the gym. Maybe you should just leap in the shower run into spin class without drying yourself I don't understand like I just go red my armpits get slightly sweaty but nothing at all really yeah I sometimes get a little triangle bit in between my shoulder blades oh my boobs sweat yeah and then that's about it but that all gets caught in the sports bra oh my god most embarrassing one it was I mean, I'm not very easily embarrassed about some things, but this was fairly embarrassing in a, in a pregnancy way. Went and did lips and lashes on a Hindu. Uh, did the bride's makeup, and then did lips and lashes on everyone else. And it was in East London, and Joe had come with me because I was very pregnant. Joe had come with me to carry my makeup kit, and so he was waiting for me in a pub around the corner. So I did all of this, and everyone was sitting on this chair, and they were kind of. Most, I mean, quite often when you're doing makeup, I'll say, can you look straight ahead? And that means, can you just look at my boobs for me? Just look directly at them. Then your eyes are going to be in the right. So for the, for, I'm putting fake lashes on people. So I'm like, look straight ahead. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I went big quite quick with Ned and looked, as my father-in-law described me, as looking like a wardrobe. I was just unfathomably odd looking. And I met Joe in the pub. And Joe's like, how did it go? Oh my God, you're amazing. So we're working and all, loads of nice things. And then he was like, were you really hot? And I was like, yeah, it was really hot. It's a flat in London in 30 degree heat. And he was like, okay, just because you've got, you have got some sweat marks. And I thought he'd mean under my armpits, but I was wearing a light gray t-shirt and a skirt and I had under boob sweat on my light grey t-shirt that because the bump had been pressing against my boobs when I'd been bending over. Do you know what I mean? When I'd been sort of bending down. And so that when I stood up straight, I just had these boob-shaped marks on my t-shirt. And basically for the poor hens who I'd been, look, look straight ahead, they'd just be like, she's got boob, <laughs> boob sweat. And 
no one said anything. No one said, do you want to open a window? You've got boob sweat. I mean, the windows were open. Um, can't beat can't beat London in the heat. It's still still as a still thing. It's like there's not a breeze to be had. Anyway, so that was a low moment. Then we went and met my friends in a pub, and my two friends that I'm meeting are both six foot four. So we saw them coming down the road. They saw me, and I just heard one of them say to the other, "Jesus fucking Christ!" <laughs> I waddled into sight. Then we tried to go to a pub, and they said, "Sorry, we don't allow flip flops." And I was like, my feet are currently going for two sizes bigger than my normal shoe size. There are two sizes. I cannot prod my foot, prod my foot. You'll see your finger. And the boys were just like, let's just, we're just going to go. Let's just take her to the pub. We're going to the pub over the road. It's fine. It's like, prod my foot. See, see how swollen it is. It made me so angry. I never went back to the pub. That's wrong, isn't it? We should have gone in barefoot, asked them how they felt about bare yeah, feet. How do you fucking feel about barefoot, love? Like <laughs> a massive pregnant Gallagher brother. Yeah, though, that's just rude. That is that is just rude. Yeah. Don't anger a pregnant woman, for Don't God's sake. Woman. Especially one whose feet are so swollen that you can't really see the, the top part of the flip-flop in, in the massive folds of her feet. She's not someone to be messed with. Anyway, oh, that's basically when your feet gosh. swell. My foot feet swelled so badly that I was on a film set and my friend was in the design department and she and I was sitting on a set bag and I had my legs crossed and she walked past and she poked the top of my foot in a kind of friendly like boop way. And we all looked and her finger mark stayed in my foot like a marshmallow. And we were all like, fuck. And then the set nurse walked past and was like, you need to come with me now and have your blood pressure checked. And I was like, no, 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 no. Because I was I was junior, junior, junior. So I was like, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. She was like, you need to come and have your blood pressure checked. She checked my blood pressure. And then she was like, you need to come and have your blood pressure checked every hour. To, to make sure, because that is some swelling. So I then went back and the star of the film whose wife had just had a baby, made me sit in his chair that had his name on the back and then was like, I'm going to rub your feet. I'm going to rub your feet to get the swelling down. And I was like, I literally am the most junior person on this fucking set and I cannot have the star of the film rubbing my fucking feet. So no, you should elevate your feet. Elevate. Yeah, he was like, he was like, sit down. He got me someone else's chair and was like elevating my feet. And then he's like, I'm going to rub them. And I was like, no, 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 no. I need to go and do the extras makeup. I need to. So awful. So awful. So awful. Yeah, quite, quite sweet. It was very sweet. But also like if you're the junior person and you're there to be like, I've got to be indispensable. I've got to do my job really well. I've got to be better than everyone else because I want them to have me back. And also you're doing the makeup for the whole crowd scene and this we were doing a club scene so there were loads of extras and every time I went there was a pause and I had to go into the set to do to like powder people's sweaty faces and stuff and they'd all be going oh my god oh my god I think it's a boy what do you think it's going to be do you think it and I'd be like I'm just I'm incognito but because I was just massive and waddly like a like I looked like I'd swallowed a netball then everyone was just like oh look 
look, here she comes. Oh my God, you must be really hot. Are you okay? Do you need some water? And I was like, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to be under the radar. I'm trying to be chill. Yeah. I'm trying to be chill. I'm trying to literally be the least conspicuous person on this film set, but every t- everywhere I go, you can tell where I am because of the squeals of like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> so what has been your positive of this week? My positive of this week has been uh, my finding in my good GP, which I know sounds really yeah. smug. No, I've I've done my fair share of shit GPs, and I've done my fair share of shit GPs for uh, having ridiculously heavy periods and having to be told by people, women GPs, that it's normal and I just have to put up with it, and that kind of thing. And I've had the same for mental health problems where I've been told it's normal to not be able to physically get out of bed, and it's normal it's normal to feel you've got three children of course you feel tired do you know what I mean when you're like it's not normal it's not normal for me so I'm that's my positive but also I thought of something in the middle of the night and was like that's my positive for the week (laughs) but it's fucking gone my ducklings are huge they're the size of ducks what's your positive for the week that on Sunday I am going with Mike to the Titanic exhibition in London. Okay. We've got different ideas of a positive. I, I think it's fully immersed. Hold on a minute. Let me. Fully immersed. <laughs> oh, no, that's the wrong thing to say, Gemma. Um, yeah, it's oh, it's officially sold out. We've got the last two tickets. Um and it's just, I saw it advertised ages ago and I'm, I, I have a, like a fascination with the Titanic and I, I actually you really like my, history. You should speak to my six-year-old. He is obsessed. He will say, I really like, like history. Did you know, he says, and then you know you're about to get a Titanic fact. I hated history at school because it was just really boring. But like now I'm older, I'm fascinated by it. And so that's what I'm really excited about. Um, the, what I was not excited about um, was when I went to London Zoo and walked into the Spider House. <laughs> now, that whole and in day, my head, I was like, Chippy would love it in here, but you know, you know, apparently no. Why would you think I would love it in there? You know, I like spiders and snakes. No, I like snakes. Oh, not spiders. No, I fucking cannot stand them. Uh- Okay. I cannot stand them. If I went into the spider house at London Zoo, so for anyone who hasn't been, they've got this whole bug area and you go around in a big circle and they've got lots of creepy crawlies. My sons are obsessed with the locusts. They've got like this huge, and then you go in and it's quite new. And, and there's like, no big sign. No. And they've got a bar. The bath is enough for me. They've got a bath that has some spiders, like house spiders in it. That's like, it's covered slightly, but it's partially not. And I think they're just going to leap out. But then they've got a spider room where it's like a little circle and you go in and they're just out and about. Now, I won't go near this and I don't really like to touch my children for about 24 hours after they've come out of there. But I think if I went in there, I would have to shave my head afterwards. Just So what, what happened but was... For you, it must be terrible because I... because. I'm five foot two so like there's a pathway round and it doesn't look too bad but if you look up there are webs everywhere 
So I cannot imagine what it must be like to be closer to the web. So what happened was there was a load of women outside with buggies going, oh, no, 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 you go in, you go in, you go in. And I'm like, what's going like, on? What's going on? And I'm nodding. Like, I'm going yeah. in. And they were like, and they're like, oh, it's the spider thing. They were, the spiders are free. And I'm like, no, there'll be perspex over it. And they'll go, do you think there is? I say, yeah, like when you go into the penguins and there's water over the top and there's perspex, they won't be dangling. So I'm like, come on, come on, Ben. Come on, Ben. Come on, so, Ben. We're going in. I walked in and I had my jacket and I went, oh, fuck. And I wrapped it around myself. And then I think I'd gone in about a metre in. And then I looked to my left and there was the like the keep the lady, like the keeper person. Yeah. And I just saw this big one go oh. just down in front of her eyes. I went, no, sorry. No. Because I knew that if I'd have carried them any further, I would have panicked and have taken out a child. I would have, it would have been messy. Like I would have taken. And so Ben, Ben was like, oh, no, I really want to do it. <laughs> so Tom, bless him, went, okay. But Tom's six two, right? Yeah. So even taller, he came out of there and he had a, he genuinely had a funny turn. He had to sit down. Oh. And for about half an hour, he was like, oh, is it on me? Is something on me? Is something no. on me? <laughs> My kids, I'm like, you go in, loves. If something happens to you in there, I love you. Just but remember happens, that I love like, you. But if something happens to you in there, that you're on your own. They can't all remain on the in the sky. So, like, does someone get trodden on? Yeah, I think so, probably. Oh. No. Did you see the sloth? Yeah, it was having a sleep, and it had its hand on... Was it round a light? What? Was it round a light? No, it was like, you know, like you, you're on, you have that walkway bit, like yeah. the mezzanine bit. Yeah. It was on the mezzanine asleep. Yeah. <laughs> Last time I went. And everyone's having to do a big wipe. Yeah, when I went, I was really upset because I was like, oh, I can't see the slugs. Oh my God, what has something's happened to it? And it was, you know, you go clockwise around the walkway. As you got to the final straight bit, it was curled around a light above the walkway. And I was like, Oh, it was amazing. We had an absolutely fantastic time bar the spider experience. Yeah. And Tom was like, genuinely said to me on the train home, I think I might have just developed a phobia. <laughs> uh, they're not, I, I can't. I mean, I can't. who thought that was a good idea? Plus there was also. People like it. There was people in there, like, with proper, like, cameras, like, right up against the spiders. And I'm like, dude. You don't mind them. You don't mind them. And then I really embarrassed myself in the reptile house because, obviously, I also hate snakes. But it's fine because they're behind screens, right? Apart from no one warned me about the holograms on the floor. Oh, right. (laughs) So what happened was I saw this thing slithering and I shouted, I shit you not, fuck it! Like that and jumped and ran, right? And this dad was, at, he just went, are you okay? And I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to swear. I thought it was a snake. It's really realistic, isn't it? Like, it's really cool. Yeah. So you're like, whoa. Um, I love London Zoo. I, I, I took, I used to take Ned for his birthday every year because he's got November birthday. So I used to bunk him off school for the day because I was like, I'm not going in the middle of, it was empty yesterday was it? it was empty That's I was shocked it's like there was no one there but they're doing also they're, they're still doing like timed entries are they still doing timed entries did you have to which I think I actually really like that kind of thing yeah we went um because our holidays are different to London holidays we went um 
the week that the London schools had gone back, we went up to London to go. And it was, it, I do really like it. I know that some that zoos are controversial, but it is amazing to take your kids to the zoo. There is something. Yeah, and like I could it. like literally sit and watch the gorillas all day. Could all you? Day. Like, Ned, Ned could sit and watch the giraffes all day. I could sit and watch the pygmy hippos all day. They're my absolute favorite. And we had pygmy hippos when in Marwell Zoo, where, which where I grew up, didn't grow up in the zoo. But as a teenager, I would literally spend hours. I'd just go and sit in the pygmy hippo house. I just love them. They're cute. I suppose I should also say Johnny's coming back today. So that's also a massive positive. Uh, did you go to London Zoo without him? Yeah. Well, he went on as he went on the fastest zip wire in the world or something in Wales. Right. It goes oh, over yeah. a quarry. It's two miles long and it videos them. Oh, oh it's the funniest thing. Like there's like there were video on the helmet. Oh, on their face. Yeah, because they're like strapped in, like in a sleeping bag. Yeah. And then you go down like that. Um, I went on one in Las Vegas and I said to Johnny, don't do what I did. Right? Because I got competitive. Obviously. And I said to everyone, there was four of us that went at once, and it was cool because it went down like through a restaurant and everything. I was like, I'm gonna win. Like that. So what I did was I put my arms dead straight. I went into an arrow position, like oh, streamlined, and I went off like shit off a shovel, right <laughs> down. And then I started to panic. I won, actually. Yeah, and then as we were getting to the, I was like, "Fuck! I'm not going to stop. What the fuck am I going to do?" So then I just went uh, star shaped, like to try and slow down, to try and get some drag, <laughs> and then just. Smacked against the end, like you know, the oh, sort of, I love Johnny, yeah, don't do you, that, but anyway. You in a cocoon going past a restaurant having a panic attack. No, I wasn't cocooned, which is why I could move my arms and like okay, but Johnny I was cocooned. I thought he's, he's did we just see a flying nose in it? Shit. <laughs> and then Johnny said, Johnny sent me the video. And you know, when you're going really fast, you yeah. go like was he going that's basically fast? just it was that's just all it was and then he said to me he's 13 he said mommy you're not gonna sw- shout at me are you so don't why and he it, halfway through he goes fucking hell <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> he said i only swore once but mom i was really scared i thought i was going to die <laughs> oh you're forgiven a swear if you think you're gonna die Oh, oh, okay. Anyway, on that <laughs> note, ladies and gentlemen, we shall speak to you all next week. Say goodbye. Is it our hundredth episode next week? No, I don't know when we're filming that. Video by before Ben's birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Bye, bye, everyone. Bye. 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 bye.